let's dive into week 16 news. We got a little bit to get through on this episode today. Uh, as always, injury report. We'll look at the key news and headlines and all that stuff. And we'll wrap things up with some standings and some playoff scenarios to go into week 16. Um, but injury report, let's get that out of the way. Um, not an insanely long list, but still enough to talk about. Uh, Chargers tight end Donald Parham Jr. has a head injury. Don't know if they've actually listed that as a concussion yet or not, but I know it's listed as a head injury. It is Tuesday, super yeah. early. We won't New know. England wide receiver Nelson Aguilar does have a concussion, and he's going through the protocol for that. Uh, wow. Carolina kicker Zane Gonzalez uh, got a quad injury in pregame, so uh, he's uh, now – I don't know if they're putting him on IR. I know he's out, and I know it's going to be a little bit of a – test to see if they can get a new kicker in there so quickly but um they're they're they're, they're hurting right now yeah they um, didn't attempt any kicks in the game no they did not couldn't <laughs> so they tried but they said what they gave they auditioned five people but yeah. moving on none of uh, did you see the the pregame oh god they were horrible <laughs> uh <laughs> i threw two guys yeah try. pj walker was the funniest one uh they just asking anybody to try huh I was gonna say yeah, we got we we have pads. You can come down from the stands if you can kick. You high school a, kicker in the NFL game. We'll sign you for one I game. They sent out a couple of scouts <laughs> or something to put out some flyers or something. Just like, hey, come on, <laughs> we got two hours. Just, just a short short notice. Make make some quick. Cash. I don't think they had two hours because he was he was he was in full pads warming up at that time. So they maybe had like thirty minutes. Wow. <laughs> uh well, yeah. Tennessee wide receiver Julio Jones re-injures his hamstring. He's down again. Uh, Pittsburgh tight end Pat Fryermuth uh, goes down with a concussion. Uh, he stays hurt. Yeah, he, yeah. I mean, fourth quarter is not his friend. Not <laughs> <laughs> it's not. He gets injured every fourth quarter. Uh, Arizona wide receiver Rondell Moore goes down with an ankle injury. Mm. Uh, Giants wide receiver Sterling Shepard Achilles season ending is done for the year and might not be back for next year. So. It is so sad to watch him. He kept trying. He was so like hard. Engine, little engine that just can't. You know, it just kept trying. It kept trying. Dude, you know, New York, learn to shut your players down. Yeah. You know. Protect it, themselves. Right. Save him from himself if you can't. You know, it's just, I don't know who's the culprit here. You know. I, I, I agree. I, I think the culprit is the Giants themselves. Cause just what are him. you playing for? I know you have a bunch of uh No, uh, you you answered it right there. That, that question <laughs> exact. What are you playing for? All right. Uh Denver quarterback as we said it earlier Teddy Bridgewater has a concussion. He was hospitalized, was released, oh but he is God. dealing with a concussion. That, that was a nasty hit. Wrong. <laughs> uh, you mean that's a, that's back-to-back weeks he's gotten massive hits on him. Now, he I have to say for the durability award here for this he's guy. He's tough. I mean, I remember I called this about 4 4 or 5 weeks ago. I was like, I really got a strange feeling this dude's going to get a, you know, get knocked out the game. <laughs> yeah, and you it did, didn't happen. Just say- <laughs> he 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 managed to stay on stay on his own two feet for a couple of more weeks and now here we go. So, uh get better. Uh see you in some I, I don't know, see you in Houston next year. Yeah, without now. I'm petitioning for Houston. Houston needs a quarterback, <laughs> and they they didn't deserve it. I'm just that's all I'm saying. They, they all right. Get them a quarterback. <laughs> we have at least a half ass decent team now. That's all I'm getting at. Yeah, moving on. All right, Tampa Bay wide receiver Chris Godwin ACL tear and MCL sprain season ending. He is done for the year. I don't know how you tear your ACL and sprain your MCL on the same play. Okay, I have to ask this <laughs> based on Chris Godwin this injury. Does this hurt 
his 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 um signing capital next year. It's gonna be tough. I I, I mean I know for another team like wants to come. I'm not gonna say necessarily. Ta- I Tampa, Tampa might, might give him the money, right? But I think this is going. It's gonna be a tough market for him. And I even with Tampa, I don't know if they're gonna give him the full deal because this is so late in the season. Like exactly. he's not gonna be ready for week one. See this, I'm, I'm, I'm so gosh. I don't like it at all. But I, hey, Chicago, go get him because I stash him for Thomas, a year. A Michael Thomas thing. Ooh, that's it. Injury wise, well, I will say I want to wait until next season to 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 make that statement. <laughs> Being back from like week one, Michael Thomas is but on the table. That would be different because Michael Thomas has happened at, at week one last year, and he didn't come back. He chose not to have surgery, and that's what held, what made that hold off for so long. Oh, Whereas he's doing, he's doing a Derrick Rose thing. Yes. Ah. Where Chris Godwin, this is so late in the season. This is just like, this is more like Alshon Jeffrey when he had his injury where it's like, okay, well, he might not be ready for week one because he's still doing rehab. Just the nature yeah. of the time of the injury. Table. Yeah. Right. So that that's where I find the differences between the two. And so I want to see him next year to see if, if, if it turns out to be something like that. Yes. Then I agree with you, but you I want to see I him back. I can't stand first. an injury like that. Like no matter what. It's gonna it's gonna cost you a minimum of like ten games, whether it's this year or next year. It's gonna get you're gonna get you one way or the other. Well, because I think it's also because it's like <laughs> not that it's you training do... yourself for game speed. True, true. And I was gonna say not that you would tear an ACL or MCL per se in the off season because no, no, it could happen. To. I mean, Clay Thompson's Achilles injury happened in the off season, yeah. and so did uh, Billy Cousins that year. His ACL tear. I mean, but it's, it's I mean, it's, but it's. It's not a common. It's, yeah, no, it's not common, but it's possible. Right. Um. Moving well, on. More Tampa Bay news. Mike Evans hamstring injury. That one is the least severe of the three injuries that happened on 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 Sunday for them. Uh, Leonard Fournette's also has a hamstring injury. That one's a little bit more severe. We, I, I'm suspecting we may see Leonard Fournette in Week 18, but possibly hold him out until the playoffs. Um. Whereas Mike Evans, I'm almost assured that he is going to play before the end of the regular season. Um, Cincinnati running back Joe Mixon is back to practice, uh, even though he did leave the game on Sunday with an ankle injury. Uh, Jets defensive tackle Quinnen Williams has a shoulder injury. Chicago wide receiver Jakeem Grant got a concussion in the game. Daniel Jones' neck injury has now been upgraded, and now it's season ending. So they are done. They are sidelining him for the rest of the year. Um, and just came across today, Vegas, uh, d- defensive back, Jonathan Abrams shoulder injury is now season ending as well. So those were the major ones that I had. Do you have any more that you might've saw? I have a quick one. I want to go back to the Leonard Fournette thing. Oh he yeah. He is going to the IR officially. Oh, so he will be done for the regular season. Yes. For sure. Yeah. Like, um, that's what I was saying. I, I, I don't suspect him back until the playoffs at, at the minimum. And a couple of COVID. COVID updates. Oh, I keep the COVIDs off the injury report because those are just going to continue to pop up. Oh, I know, but, but we had 40 guys on the on the list thing. today. It's a thing. Yeah. A, I mean, we got coaches. And <laughs> my gosh. Um, I'm just... Robert Sala, man. Oh, yeah, that's going to be huge. That was the big one I wanted to really say. That Robert Sala just came, um, came down with COVID, so... Um, he won't be on the sidelines this week. And nope. um, the other big one, um, I want to say Austin Hooper is coming off COVID as well as Greg Newsom in Cleveland. Well, speaking of Austin's, Austin Eckler is going on to the COVID list. So for the Chargers. So 
there, like I said, four, <laughs> he just does a little fist bump here. His own Tiger Woods it's over here. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, that's changing my, that's changing yeah. the way I'm going into free agency now. <laughs> okay, uh, so you know. that's that. Um, but let Cole Beasley. I want to throw it out there, Mister. I don't want to get. Yeah, I don't want to get vaccinated. Uh, Interesting. I, I don't want to speak his name on this show. No. <laughs> Moving on, I'm, and I'm Buffalo changed their COVID policy. Did not go into the details of that, but they changed it right after that. The whole NFL did. Oh, was that it? Okay, they said Buffalo had updated theirs personally. Well, yeah, they may they might have done that, and that's perfectly fine. But let's talk about news and headlines, and let's start with that NFL tinkering. Well, before we get into that, uh, let's rag on Bruce Arians for a second. Um, he goes on record and says uh, he basically rec- recants his zero tolerance policy when it comes to AB and everything that happened with his fake COVID vaccination card and. Like you said earlier, hypocrite. Absolutely. <laughs> 100%. You a hypocrite, dude. I'm like, and you know. All respect that I had for you, you're just chipping away at it right now. Right. And I'm like, if you just kept your mouth shut, stop being so damn judgmental early in the season, acting like you just. Yeah, if you don't say anything, nobody's talking about this. Right. You above it and everything. Like, we don't need them. We don't need yeah. this and that. Okay. What are we talking about now? <laughs> now you want to act like this dude didn't just pull off a very egregious um, offense here. Like, l- let's get real. I mean, COVID is a real thing. People are dying out here. And this, I mean, I'm just saying, and then this is your response to that after he took his little, so his little quiet suspension here, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Because he, he's eligible to come back this week, isn't he? Yes. And he's coming back. He's a, he just had a limited session today. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll let you continue to. to no, do no, no. Your thing. I'm just. I, I don't want to go too much further. I'm just saying he's all out. He's a hypocrite. I mean, in the, I mean, the guy completely changed his tune. He did a complete 180, and I'm like, it'd be one thing for him to say we were bringing him back, and there'd be some caveat to what has happened. Mm-hmm. No, he. It's almost as if that never happened. It's just like, oh my god, let's just bring him in with open arms and. Dude, you never brought him in with open arms. Why? What is going on right now? Outside yeah. of, we know everybody's falling apart, but it's kind of funny. And like, now you got to come back with your legs t- tucked between your legs. And now you got to coddle to this guy. And now you're going a little bit overboard, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. And yeah, it's no, just, I agree. But, it's not a good look. But so, but this is where I'm like, but this is what the NFL as a whole is doing because now they've changed their protocol in a week where. Last week, we had 150-plus player or personnel test positive for COVID. With the new Omicron variant Mm -hmm. absolutely decimating the country, we've had our first death of the Omicron variant down in Texas this week as well. It pops up this week, and it takes out somebody this week. And now we're talking about tinkering with the COVID protocols. I thought they were going to make them stricter. No. they said. You know what? We're just going to eliminate mandatory testing for vaccinated players. We can't they can't test positive for COVID if we don't make them take the test. Basically, that's what they say there. Plus, get this. If you're vaccinated, we're just going to work on the honor code that you'll report any symptoms that you have so that if anything does happen where you do end up testing positive, we we test you and boom. You you're your test comes through and either you pass and, and your you, you your test comes back negative and you're good to play or 
boom, your test is it's positive, and now you're going to be quarantined. But it's on an honor code that you have to report that you're having symptoms if you're vaccinated. Everything stays the same for any high-risk players, and you get to opt out if you don't want to get the, get vaccinated or anything mm-hmm. like that, and you and you and you don't like the new rules. Mm-hmm. But for any for as 95% of the positive tests that happened at the 150 positive tests all came from vaccinated players. And just because they're asymptomatic does not mean they can't spread COVID. I'm tired of the NFL trying to act like just because they're asymptomatic, that's a magic little buzzword saying that, no, that means that they're okay. And nobody's going to die from it. No, that means that they hold the, they, they have the gene and they are able to pass it. Absolutely. It's a fail-safe buzzword to allow for the protocol to yeah. do what uh, and, it does. And, and nobody is, is reprimanding the NFL for this, but I am livid by this because we have this, and it comes, literally, they handed, they, they turned in this new protocol policy the day of the first person to die of the Omicron variant down in Texas. The same day, they said, oh, yeah, we're going to loosen our rules for vaccinated players. Because if they don't test positive, they can't test positive if we don't make them take the test. That is not the connection I made with why they changed that that rule. Connection I made is they out of bye weeks and they out of options. That's all I got from that. But they're not out of options. They have the Super Bowl rented out for an extra three weeks because if they need to postpone games, they can. They have every ability to make it so that it is... Everybody has to wear masks. Go, just go back to last year. Everybody wears masks. In the, some in the, in big the, wig has already got their tickets. They're not trying. They have already no, no, made not it. for the fans, for the players, for the personnel. Because this this stuff, they're they're testing positive in their own facilities, the facilities away from the stadiums. When no, no, no. When no. Going, I'm not talking about positive. the fans. I'm talking about there's fans. There's someone yeah. that already some big wig that already got their tickets in hand or already getting awarded their tickets. And that date is the date they're not trying to move. That date. I understand what you're saying. Today. Oh no, I get that, but uh, but if you're not because you 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 did what you had to do, you rescheduled the game to Tuesdays. You you put another game on Monday. Get that mm-hmm. that you you did everything that you could to make sure that that was that was taken care of. By the way, like you just like we just stated, forty players tested positive for COVID today, all from positive tests. By the way, so this new protocol does not change the fact that it's still freaking spreading. Exactly. And we're not even we're just talking about the players. We're not yeah, that's not even all personnel. The fans or the personnel or the refs. Yeah. Or, or you know, in, in, um employees who work in the stadiums and so, I work in some of these stadiums. Yeah. And I don't work in them anymore. But I work in some of these stadiums and I'm telling you, it, it is it is baffling. Uh, you want to talk about super yeah, I'm gonna bring up some stuff we don't talk about it. Super spreader events. All of these, every game you see is a super spreader event based on how they, our protocols are set up in all of across all major sports. Because granted, we need to we need to have the games. And I have a problem because I remember we didn't have anything. It yeah. was rough. It was but, tough. But we're not going to have any people walking around this planet <laughs> if we continue going this way. You know, it's just. I didn't want to get into I know we're not supposed to be talking about COVID, but COVID is right. a part of this. And I'm. It's going to change everything if we don't it's get on top of it, it now. That is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it's it, it's it's not something that we can just ignore because this is really affecting the world of sports right now. It is, and I feel that the NFL is going the wrong way with this. And I, what I am deathly afraid of, 
is to see a, a unvaccinated player in the NFL get COVID, be hospitalized because they think that they're such peak physical specimens. If they get the Omicron variant and it's just it, this new variant is the one that is actually like detrimental to, to their immune system. It has some way that it attacks their immune system differently mm-hmm. and they fall ill and hey, God forbid, pass away. Now everybody in the NFL is going to change their tune because some high profile person died from it. And it's going to take that for us to do the right thing. I think I'm having deja vu. I think we had this conversation last year. It's almost word for word. I, I swear we had this conversation. And that's the point. We're right back where we started. NFL did a good job of being able to, you know, they've taken some measures and we know a little bit more mm-hmm. about the virus and so on and so forth. But now we're here where there has been outbreaks within your your league and your organizations. And for multiple weeks now, it's not just like this is the first week that it's happened. Right. This has been a long standing. We saw it creep up a few weeks back mm-hmm. and then it was one to two players and then it was two to five, five to ten. And then boom, this last week happened where 150 players got it or sorry, 150 players slash personnel got it. Didn't matter, but it was it's all still, it's just all over in, the league. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, there was these four teams and that was all. No. Yeah. Everywhere. It wasn't like last year where Tennessee had the first outbreak and then Baltimore had their outbreak and, and Pittsburgh weeks, had to get you know, rescheduled. Right. Yeah. That was it wasn't more that. controlled. Yeah. And this is this is everybody in the league. Widespread. <laughs> and I'm we're just talking about just the players. Eight and to personnel. ten players per team and then ten to twenty personnel per team. Yeah, and now we didn't mention anything from twenty to fifty thousand fans in in the stands now <laughs> we, that we, we did not know. have last year. They're not right. getting tested. They all went back <laughs> home. They fans, family, kids. I feel like babies, every single I, I've NFL seen infants in these stadiums. I'm talking about oh, newborns that with can't the little get vaccinated. No, with the little things on, and they don't have any masks. All they got is headphones on, and that's fine that you want to protect their ears, but you're not protecting their immune systems. And I'm like, you would actually bring your newborn child. Out to I, one of these I will say, I, most, I, I'm not going to go down there. That's, well, no, that's it's the, actually there's a. It was actually been a study done on babies that were born during last year, 2020, when COVID hit mm-hmm. and beyond. They actually have. There are some babies that actually have the antibodies already from their mothers being vaccinated. Interesting. Which I thought was that, that's insane, but that's neither here nor there. Still. If you're if those are people that are not vaccinated and they're not getting tested and they're coming into stadiums and they're passing it along, it. it I hear you. I, you know, and uh, we're done preaching to you all. We, we <laughs> I, I think we we said our piece. That's the only reason why I brought up. COVID. It's it's very it's so it's just as relevant as this injured list. It's just yeah. It, well, and, it's becoming that now because and, of and the, the names that are popping up even beyond now we're in a brand new week. I just thought it would be. I would think we'd be remiss not to at least mention these few names that yeah. we just mentioned. And I wanted to mention a few guys who actually came off. <laughs> My gosh. In the midst of all this, you know, some people actually came off the list. Yeah. You know, so. No, that is true. So anyway, I, I just want to throw that out there. I that That's what I, I do have some other notes that I wanted. I know you did, too. So I'll just. Oh, there's some more news outside of COVID that we need to get to. Yes. Um, but if you have more notes on this to wrap it up. No, not for COVID. Okay. I'm done with COVID. All right. Uh, well, let's get to some good news. Or yes. Good please. news for some people in the league. 
Green Bay is the first team to clinch in a, a, a spot in the playoffs. They get, I said for some people, uh, <laughs> NFC North title, they've got it. They were the first team, so we, we do have to mention that. Um, we do? We do. Oh, we already did. Yeah. Um, I do have some news for you on Bashad Breland's release from Minnesota. Talk to me. So it is reported uh, that from Mike Zimmer's point of view that uh, Breland had an altercation of sorts at practice and in, within the locker room with both Mike Zimmer and other players in the locker room. Um, don't know if this was just verbal altercation or there were fisticuffs. Um, that th- That has not been fully fleshed out or reported, but that is what led to his release. They, as we stated, something had to happen. Something did happen, and Mike Zimmer confirmed it. There was some sort of altercation that happened, and they were said, "Done, we're out of here. You move on." Can I translate what happened? <laughs> I think I think I I think I I got it. I got a I got a theory. Go ahead, lay it on. <laughs> Conversation went something like this: They're in there doing their practice and whatever, and they just having their constant, you know. Locker room talk or whatever, yeah. just workouts or whatever, whatever's going on in practice. And somebody probably just, you know, they're doing their own r- routine thing, and something came out to the to the to the to the to the tone of, "This is how we do things here in Minnesota." Blah blah blah. Lose? This is how we get things done. <laughs> you come on, guys. Rah rah rah. Speech. This this and that. It was something like that. Something in the realm of a rah rah speech. So I'm trying to hype up the player. Mm. What is Brushard Breland's uh, resume? Just recent resume. He comes from a championship pedigree. Mm. And then you come over to the friendly confines over here in Minnesota. U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank <laughs> Stadium. Notorious losers. You know, when it comes to championships, let's just go there. Cause, you know, unless you... And everything except for the WNBA. Right. And... <laughs> uh, and this dude probably... And, and I, think, I think Breland flexed on him. About what a real champion is and what winning really It doesn't means. look like that. And it don't look like the <laughs> damn thing we're doing here. And I think he really went there with it. And then Zimmerman got it, got offended. And I'm like, which is interesting because I'm like, dude, you you already got a foot out the door. So you're firing this dude. No, he does not have a foot out the door. Uh, the GM and the president over there have him by his coat. Ready to swing him out the door. <laughs> They're ready to throw this man out of here. Fair enough. <laughs> I, whatever the case, he is bro. doing everything, holding on to the the door door oh, frame, the trying to stay in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, okay. If y'all can just imagine like a cartoon, yeah, Looney Tune type cartoon type, yeah, image. Yeah, and moving on. But I think it went to something, some, some, something to the nature of that. That that sparked him to have to have this kind of championship talk and trying to really tell them about what they really not, you yeah. know. And Minnesota just didn't like what he heard, what he had to say. And I'm like, man, if the truth hurts, it just hurt. And now y'all want to get rid of the dude? I think y'all just hurt yourselves more. Hey, Brilliant, come on to Chicago, please. I mean, you can come next year if you want. I mean, you can definitely start now, but. Yeah. Just to get a get a get a tune get up a feel, yeah. And get some chemistry with the with the with you the know, boys. You can be, <laughs> be team captain next year, maybe. Or no, co captain. If if there's going to be a position group captain, I think it should be Jalen Johnson. That dude has been amazing this year. Um, Breland is a veteran. I'm no, not, I, I'm, I know, I'm, but I, I still think that we give it to Jalen Johnson not over Breland. The best player. He's new, but yeah, true. I mean, I guess you could. But yeah. I was about to say co, but moving on. It doesn't matter. He needs to come over to Chicago. Yeah. So. Um, but that, but that's just my theory. I think it's something went through the nature of that. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, 
Now some other. In short, you just told them off and just walked yeah. out. <laughs> In some other depressing-ish news. Uh, well, one, definitely depressing. Former NFL wide receiver Vincent Jackson passed away mm. today uh, from reported chronic alcohol use. Um, don't know that's just an alcohol overdose or what were that happened today and why am i having like i don't know if it happened like i just wanted this happened before now the tox report came out uh it might have happened before i there was a report with on 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 his death today um and it was that it was chronic alcohol use that's what it was i was gonna say i could have sworn he already the news came out today yes Um, i've briefly seen a headline yeah go ahead and then uh also earlier this week i think it was last friday lawrence taylor was charged for failing to report new address as he is a registered sex offender. Uh, he moved. I think he's in the middle of a divorce. He's been living at a hotel for quite some time right now mm-hmm. as the divorce is being finalized. Paperwork's getting done. Um, he lived there for longer than 30 days now. He got arrested and charged for failing to report a new address. He is working with the police on that, so they aren't expecting to officially file these charges and, and try to reprimand him for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is something that did come across uh, this past weekend. So wow. those are the major news headlines that I have. Uh, no, you got a couple more notes and uh, lay them on. I me. do. Um, big signing is today. Oh yeah. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yes, that did happen. <laughs> <laughs> Running back journeyman. <laughs> yeah. Le'Veon Bell finds his way in Tampa. Surprise, surprise. Wow. Um, I'm not sure what to take from this. I Trying to tell I, me that's not a super team over there. I'm getting <laughs> a LaShawn McCoy vibe here where I already seen what this man had. I don't think he's going to have an issue with I think this is going to be different than Kansas City. No. McCoy went over to Tampa no, no, Bay. No, no, no. I know. I'm just saying with kind of cuz McCoy kind of like fizzled out in Tampa Bay. I do suspect this to be a little bit different he kind as of fizzled out in Kansas City. Yes, but it fizzled out for different reasons. He okay. had an issue with the with the coaching staff. LaShawn McCoy needed to retire. <laughs> well, we could say the same thing about Le'Veon Bell, but that okay, good, different good, topic good, for a different go, day. Go, go, go. Uh, that, that's all I'm saying. Those two different scenarios. I do suspect that there is going to be a little bit more of an opportunity for Le'Veon Bell here in Tampa Bay. That's all I'm saying. I get oh, well, true. Yeah, they don't have they have nobody right now because we all know they hate Rojo so. Even though I just picked him up in fantasy, it's funny you did that um, <laughs> because I did not see the headline where he is named the actual RB one yet. So exactly, <laughs> I just found it I picked him up just in case, but then I saw Le'Veon Bell and I was like, "Oh God!" <laughs> Don't worry, I, I got him in my um. What what, what league is that? My um, di- uh, dynasty league, my um, auction league. Oh, okay, and dropped him and never looked okay. back. We'll, we'll I see. thought about looking over my shoulder for a second. I'm like, I'm good. I, I don't. I got three I'll tell you guys. How it goes. I'm not going to start. I'm not going to start them anyway. It does. I don't even need them. I'll so, let you know it, how it goes. Guys, let, let me know. Okay, but I do want to say, um, linebacker Darius Leonard was named AFC Def- Defensive Player of the Week. Oh wow. Um, had and it, I mean, he was injured in that game too. I don't know if you saw the play where he got hurt. Oh, with, he he came back. These stats? Like, no, because he, he, oh. he, he early in the game he laid a hit. Like he was he was going out there just trying to I think decimate I, I think guys. I do remember that. And he hurt his shoulder. He, he le- leaves. And he's holding his hand, and then I was like, "Oh, dude, is he done for the day?" 
Two plays later, he's back in and lays another hit. I was like, Jesus Christ. Ten tackles, <laughs> eight solos, one interception, one tackle for a loss, one forced fumble. I was going to say, I was pretty sure there's a fumble in there, too. <laughs> Just, I mean, lit up the stat line. I mean, if there's ever a stat line, dude. That is like the best. That's like into basketball for offensive players who just stat, you know, rebounds, steals, oh, five, assists, five, 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 all the way across, <laughs> you know, steals and assists and, and blocks. How did you get? I got three blocks, five steals, <laughs> six, seven rebounds, you know, twelve assists, all over twenty-two the points. I'm like, dude. Yeah, but it felt like every single play that New England had, Darius Leonard had something to do with it. That that was an incredible game, uh, incredible, um, and I'm sure everybody in New England was like, "Yeah, tell me all about it." <laughs> and wide receiver, Cooper Cup, <laughs> yes, breaks the record, set the single record, um, single season record with a hundred and twenty two receptions, passing Isaac Bruce. And it is not this is you can't even attribute this to it being a extended season because he did this in six fifteen games. He did it before the week 16 mark or the 16 game mark. So he has an opportunity to add three more games worth of receptions onto this. And he is second most in touchdowns on his team with 14 all time. Oh, wow. The record is 17. Oh, he's getting that easy. Held by Elroy Hirsch in 1951. Cooper Cup is that that dude. That's all I wanted to say. I that's my news and notes. All right. <laughs> I wanted to give out the awards, not made up awards. These are real. Hey, NFL those are real records. That and real broken. records that's being broken. I don't know who Elroy Hershey is, but I do know who Isaac Bruce was. Yeah, and he was a part of the greatest show on turf, and even before that even started, he was Isaac Bruce was that dude. And yeah. I mean, like, and what you just had said, and he still has another game to play. Three games to play. Well, two for that matter, two before he hits the 16 plateau. So we can't even go oh, into yeah, the 17 yeah, yeah. game element, which the records are going to be broken and there's going to be a new stat line to go. And this is the first year. Cooper Cup is about to blow it out the water and make it like to the point where ain't, ain't never going to get until they, until they add an 18th game. That's when it's going to take for somebody to catch him. Yeah. But moving on. All right. Well, let's talk about the coaching carousel because next week, after these games this week, is the official period where uh, organizations can start holding interviews. Okay. Um, so we've clearly got two open spots right now, Vegas and Jacksonville. Those guys have already been fired, and they are going to be looking for new head coaches. Um, Chicago, obviously, is front runner to fire their head coach with Matt Nagy. It doesn't seem like there's any saving that, especially after Chicago just got eliminated this past week. Um, and Minnesota, Mike Zimmer, I think even last week, in cap like that is going to be a huge catalyst as to why they want to get rid of him. Um, so those are guys that are just like those are givens, I think, right now to be moved on from. Um, and then we got some guys that are a little bit more questionable, but they're definitely leaning towards these guys aren't going to be here next year. Denver with Vic Vangio, uh, that one is closer to him possibly staying, especially since they're still in playoff contention. But if the bottom falls out the next three weeks. Definitely could see him getting fired. Mm-hmm. Um, Carolina, Matt Rule, um, they're not moving in the right direction right now. They, it doesn't. We don't know if they really have a direction anymore. Um, so if the bottom continues to fall out for them, we could definitely see them moving on from him. From, from him yep. 
Uh, Seattle Pete Carroll, especially now that Russell Wilson has had his first losing season, it's if anybody if this if there was a time to fire him, it'd be now. Um, in hmm. New York Giants, Joe Judge. Um, I did hear two more coaches uh on the hot seat that I'm definitely like. Is he still not on the hot seat? Who? Joe Judge. Uh, no, no, no. He is, to me, he is. Okay. Uh, there are two guys that have been reported to be on the hot seat that I'm just like, why the hell would they be? Cincinnati, Zach Taylor. The Ooh. heck? Are you serious? Yes. There are reports that they are possibly looking for his replacement. And I'm just like. Is there a hot commodity that they just feel that they need to just jump on? And they just he throwing... was their hot commodity just last year. I'm just like, what the? I, I don't know. I, I, I thoroughly disagree with that one. But then Houston's David Culley. A one and done, just kind of like, uh, God, sorry, bud, it's not working. So. <laughs> Um, just but I'm to me I'm like, okay, he's had been, he's been handed the worst hand ever, uh. So let's give him another year to try to correct some things and and maybe we could see something else. But just wanted to mention those names uh as to in those those teams because those are the ones that you're probably gonna want to watch to see if they uh do move on from from their guy. Um, so we've got eight potential, uh, basically four for sure. Uh, with we have two for sure's. Another two that are like, all right, barring a historic comeback, these two guys are gone uh, in Chicago and Minnesota. So four almost guaranteed open spots this year. Um, And then another six more of possibly, if things continue the way that they are, these these spots could be open too. So up to 10 could be uh, wide open positions right now. Um, just wanted to throw those out there. Uh, but let's go ahead and look at the standings as we uh, head into week uh, 16. Um, and like I said, we have another officially eliminated team, uh, mathematically not able to get back into it, with Chicago falling to 4-10. and 10. They are now out of it. They join the likes of the Detroit Lions, uh, New York Jets, Jacksonville Jaguars, and Houston Texans. Um, but... AFC-wise, top 10 are looking at Kansas City at 10-4, and four, New England at 9-5, and five, Tennessee at 9-5, and five, Cincinnati rounds out the division winners at 8-6, and six, or division leaders anyway, uh, and then wild card spots are currently held by the 8-6 and six Colts, 8-6 and six Chargers, 8-6 and six Bills, and then the three just outside of the bubble there are the Baltimore Ravens at 8 and 6, Pittsburgh at 7 6 and 1 and the Vegas Raiders at 7 and 7 keeping their playoff hopes alive. Um looking over to the NFC, got Green Bay at the top right now at 11 and 3. Uh Dallas is at 10 and 4, Tampa Bay at 10 and 4, Arizona at 10 and 4. Those round out the division leaders. Wild card spots are held by a 10 and 4 Rams team. Uh it's, Eight and six San Francisco team and Minnesota at seven and seven. Philadelphia, New Orleans, and Washington. Uh, Philadelphia and New Orleans are seven and seven. Washington's at six and eight. And that is the playoff bubble as it stands right now in both the AFC and NFC. Week 16 does hold some playoff clinching scenarios. Um, And we'll start with the AFC side of things. Kansas City can win the AFC West this week. They need a win versus Pittsburgh, and they need the Chargers to lose versus Houston. But they can also just outright clinch a playoff berth this week. 
uh, with uh, if they lose, um, they would or sorry, if that that scenario doesn't happen with the Chargers losing or if Kansas City loses, um, they would just need a loss from Baltimore, Buffalo, the Chargers. <laughs> Indy or Cincinnati. One of those five need to lose, and oh, they, they will be in the playoffs for sure. Okay. So they don't need all of them to lose. They just need one of them to lose. Um, or they can just beat Or they the, can just win and get the AFC West. Beat the hell out of um, Pittsburgh and just end all of it. Please do. I hate Pittsburgh. Uh, <laughs> New England, uh, they can win the AFC East this week it, with just an outright win versus Buffalo, but they would also need Miami to lose to New Orleans to officially lock it up. Uh, after they could have, if they would have beat Indy last week, a win versus Buffalo would have locked it up. But unfortunately, now they need a little bit of help from Miami to get that officially locked in. Mm-hmm. Um, Tennessee, they can win the South if they win versus San Francisco and have Indy lose against Arizona. That is possibly the most plausible out of those two between Tennessee and New England. Um, so hmm. leave those two uh, up in the air. Let's look at the NFC side of things. Yes. Dallas, they can win the NFC East in the NFC East this week, Jesus, with a win versus the Washington football team, or if Philadelphia loses versus New the against the Giants. So they need one or the other to happen, and they will win the NFC East. Tampa can win the NFC South if they just get an outright win versus Carolina, or have New Orleans lose to Miami. Um, so oh boy, that's. Win-win right there for them. <laughs> yeah. Arizona can clinch a playoff berth this week. They won't be able to lock up the division, uh, but they can they can clinch a playoff berth with a win versus Indy, and the Rams can also clinch a playoff berth if they win versus Minnesota this week. So those are all the playoff scenarios. Everything else is wide the hell open. Mm-hmm. Um, so, And neither number one seed is locked up at all, and there's no opportunity to lock it up this week. Actually, Dallas has a very good opportunity – to get the number one seed now. Hmm. If Green Bay loses one game and Dallas wins out, which Dallas has a pretty easy schedule as they're only playing divisional opponents, they just win out. They just need Green Bay to lose one game and they have the number one seed. They have the tiebreaker over them. So that's that. Those are the playoff clinching scenarios and that will do it for any news and headlines this week. 